I feel The World Ends With You could be an excellent starting point for people getting into an action JRPG. It has so much going for it, style, interesting combat, upgrades, and a story that's weird as heck, but has heartstring moments with decent character development smashed into a runtime that won't take you forever to finish. This was almost a perfect experience for me. I think it's definitely worth your time and so happy Square Enix decided to give it a revival because I enjoyed experiencing this game. There is little like it out there, which is always exciting. Okay. This is perhaps the first time I have played a game in which the game itself made me feel old. Now, stylistically, this game is a vibe, but between the awkward touch control mechanics on a handheld of all things, and the loud music playing in the background while trying to read on-screen text, this was a bit of a sensory overload for my brain. Oh, and is it just me, or does it feel like this entire game is being played at two times the normal speed? So much is happening, all the time, all at once. Mike, am I really just this old? Probably, so we should talk about that. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? The world hasn't ended. I'm still me, but is this you? I'm Michael, one of your co-hosts. I don't even know what that was. The world has not ended yet. That's the key word. And, uh, but yes, I, I'm the other, I'm the other co-host who apparently I'm just, this game's too, uh, hip for me or something, but I'm Larry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This game. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is up with that? <laughs> the, the best, literally one, the, one of the first things I wrote is I felt tense playing this game all the time. Cause it was just, there was so much and there was so much singing and I was trying to listen to the lyrics while reading the on-screen text from the characters. And I'm like, I can't do this. There's too much stuff going on. It just, I don't know. I, I felt so stressed. Too much stimuli, huh? For that old brain of yours? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it's crazy. If this is your first time ever listening, we do break down games. We just kind of have a conversation with each other. So thank you for coming along and giving us your time. I just wanted to point that out there. You should subscribe, share, whatever you want to do, you know? But hey, Mike, real quick, before you get into your normal rigmarole here. Okay, so for the past two episodes, I believe, I've started having people from our Discord channel pop in and ask some random questions that they want to hear, mostly you, but sometimes both of us answer. Oh yeah, mid-season shakeup, as we like to call it. Yes, which eventually will hopefully just be a season shakeup, because <laughs> we'll be doing this on a regular basis, hopefully. Or maybe we'll take a couple off here and there. Chase from the Play Cube Gamecast asks this of you, Mike. Who was your first celebrity crush? My first? Oh, I think I actually know. Scully from... So, Jillian Anderson, X-Files. Scully. Oh, oh, good one. Good one. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, she's an excellent actor. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking on this one for a little bit. And honestly, I had one that came to my mind right away and then one that I had forgotten about. And then I, I wrote it down anyways. But do you remember... From I don't know if you ever watched 90210, but I used to just catch it every once in a while. Do you remember Tiffany Amber Theason? No. No? Okay, well, her. <laughs> and then, <laughs> did you did you ever watch uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Uh, in passing, here are a few episodes here and there. Okay, so in that show, Will Smith's cousin, uh, I actually already forgot, the. I think the character was like Ashley or something, but Tatiana Ali is the character who plays that. Yeah. Very much. I remember those being my first crushes. So, First crushes, there you go. <laughs> How that fits into the world ends with you. Ah, well, the, there's some love story shenanigans going on here. This site works out perfect. If the world were to end, 
you know, we might as well at least talk about our first crushes. I don't know why we'd do that, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one way to look at it. With that, let's uh, talk about the background with this game and for us and all the shenanigans, the good stuff you want to know about time. It took me 16 hours, 39 minutes, and 31 seconds to see the credits of The World Ends With You Final Remix. And it took me 2 hours and 11 minutes to become fed up with the game. <laughs> we both played on the Switch because we're playing the Final Remix version. I do have the original DS game. Only played maybe about, I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour of that game. And I just wasn't in the right mood for it. And here I am now in 2022, freaking loving this game. So that's a nice switch. What's the difference between this and the DS version? Because I've seen a lot of people say the DS version is superior. And a little bit of research I did online to kind of get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say the consensus is like that too. It's um, Obviously, you have two different screens and you control on the bottom screen your characters. My thing with that, which I guess could be a problem with also this version is when i was doing stuff with the stylus i feel like i was blocking myself from seeing the game but i guess you do that with on the touch screen at the same time too yes you do <laughs> but that old i have an oled switch and it being on that touch screen you can play it docked but that that control scheme is very wacky so not my cup of tea oh i didn't even think about trying that the world ends with you originally released on april 22nd 2008 Developed and published by Square Enix, and also a little help by a company called Jupiter. Jupiter. Hmm. It's a big company. The final remix released on Switch on October 12th, 2018, which is the version we just we both played. One thing I wanted to, that I thought was cool is they slightly renamed locations throughout Shibuya District of Tokyo. So for instance, there's a building called the 109 building, and they renamed it to the 104 building. Oh, that's so clever. Which I think is cool. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, apparently, they did it so well that people go on like fan tours to check out the locations and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I like, I like that. Or they did, they did at the time, I guess. I don't know if they still do it. I don't know if this game is even relevant anymore. Well, they made a sequel, so it's got to be somewhat relevant. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I mean, well, I, we'll, we'll hold off on the questions right now because I do have a question about that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So I think we should address your... <laughs> your beginning thing right out of the gate you say there's a lot going on is that a total distraction or do you think somebody that is less curmudgeon and old like you would enjoy all the facets of the game <laughs> well i mean you asked that question and yet you literally enjoyed the game <laughs> so clearly okay, there I'm is, <laughs> yeah that's okay fair enough fair enough uh, but i don't see you within two years year and a half like suddenly just hating a style of game like this so i don't <laughs> think that's happening uh I, I i think it was actually a combination though i i assume that if the battle systems themselves were a little more normal it would have been one less thing that would have irritated me like the amount of time i spent trying to attack that freaking frog like right at the beginning frustrated like the fact that i was struggling to beat up a frog in this game while hearing that same music that was irritating me like again i like the music like and i want to make sure that comes through yeah soundtrack's killer but it's the fact that that music is doing its thing while i'm trying to read so i'm listening to the lyrics of the music and i'm listening or i'm trying to pay attention to lyrics on screen and then suddenly there's more loud music being thrown at me while there's a battle coming up and now I'm trying to have to figure out how in the world do I 
get like these sync attack systems set up and it just it got to the point where it was so much and it was frustrating me and i just i couldn't get behind the fact that this is a handheld game and it's like you have the analog sticks why on planet earth do we not have some ability to like hold a and just like use the analog stick to like drag instead of having to use my hand it, it just it frustrated me so much it just felt uncomfortable the whole time for me really maybe i i've held it in a weird way maybe but that it worked out i played it sitting in a chair the whole time too i think yeah you're describing something that sounds like if you cannot multitask at all this sounds terrible but i will throw <laughs> out there if this game didn't have a unique battle system i don't know if it would stand out either now i don't think this battle. i mean right i don't know okay uh, uh, I mean, I guess then it would be interesting because, like, I can't even really begin to tell you outside of the fact that it feels like it's, uh, I was struggling to kind of just figure out what was going on with, like, the Reapers, the system, like, you know, the fact that, you know, I got to the point where I was trying to help these guys turn lights back on to a, a concert and, you know, I'm fighting like a giant, I'm f fighting a giant bat, but then I thought I killed the mother bat and then suddenly this other, I can't remember, it's Rhyme and, uh... Who's it beat? Is it beat? Yeah, they come in and kill it. And I, I was just, I was waiting for like something more to happen. And it feels like, like I like the system with like everything being on a timer with the pen system and things like, like there's some cool stuff in it, but like, it's just, it was so much that I could never be like, okay, can I just calm down for a second and just catch <laughs> my breath? I just felt so tense the whole time. I, I don't know what it was. It's just, yeah, and that's why I said the thing where I was talking about how it felt like the whole entire game was going in fast forward. There was so many times the screen would be switching to a different screen, and it would like there was like it felt like there was just flashes of like, okay, here's an information screen, here's a text screen, okay, you leave this area, you load back up, and there's like five more texts and screens popping up, and then the music's still blaring, so I'm still trying to pay attention to the lyrics. If you can hear it in my voice, this is what it feels like playing the game. It's just so much <laughs> going on. <laughs> So if you've never seen The World Ends With You, it is a, like it looks like a 2D side-scroller in the battle system, and you use these pins where you like swipe across your character or you swipe across an enemy and it does different moves, and you're just going around and you can make it. Nico? Is it Nico or Neko? I think it's Nico. Nico sounds right. That's your main character, and if you kind of push him along on your screen, he can do this like cool little jump or dash thing that you can dodge enemy attacks and then when Larry's talking about these lyrics popping up it's text boxes kind of like a visual novel you'll see a character on the right see a character on the left and they're going to talk to each other they'll emote and very this anime style but a very very cool stylized game in general everything looks awesome the artwork is well the artwork is Tetsu Nomura because he's the one who worked on this and he if mm. you don't if you know who that name is Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 10, Kingdom Hearts. He has a very distinct art style, and especially with clothing attires. And so I think everybody looks dressed their best. I know. I would definitely say, like, to me, maybe outside of the music, when I'm not having to pay attention to it with everything else, I feel like the art style in the game is definitely its strong suit. I love the look of this game. It's that's why I said it's a vibe. Like you see this, and you're like, it's it's a very very cool style. And I don't know if I'm too old to know what cool is anymore, but to me, it looks cool. And yep. so, yeah, I, I was definitely a fan of that. The things that I liked right away, we just talked about the art style. 
this is a very striking art style. When I think of striking games, I think I like Persona 4 and 5. This has a similar... It gives me that same feeling when, I, when you're talking about stylish. I'm going to think of this game now, too. The OST, like Larry's been talking about, I've never had so many lyrics voiced in a JRPG before. And that was a welcome surprise. It's different. I enjoy that. I like when things are different. I don't know if this was from a song lyric or if it was a character said it in game, but I have in quotes here, there was a, a quote that I either read or saw. I can't remember anymore. It's been a little while. Where they said, they say cleaning the toilets makes you lucky with money. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's so random, but it was definitely interesting. But, you know, going back real quick, uh, the scanning mechanic, that vibe. Do you remember in season one, we did 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim? Mm-hmm. Like, it, for some reason with the scanning mechanic, it, it gave me that vibe to like talking to your, like kind of seeing your character and motives and things like that. I felt a little bit of that when I was doing that. Yeah, you get this cool ability where you can scan and read people's thoughts. That's also how you battle enemies and see them. It's pretty cool. I would say within the first hour, I was intrigued by the type of story that was go- it was going to tell. It's very strange. You get a lot of information right away, but you don't know what's really going on. You're as confused as the main character, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was intrigued by the battle system as well. Once I got more pins, I really like the different types of strategy that that kind of starts getting into and it looks gorgeous on my oled gotta flex that oled well (laughs) you got to keep uh pimping that oled out there Uh, i will say i'm still very very impressed with it but i did want to say since you brought up the battle system again you mentioned something earlier saying that the touch controls without them you know that's kind of the unique feature do you think that's why these were implemented or do you really like being someone who spent you said you beat it in 16 hours yeah how natural did the touch controls feel by the end of this game? Did you Could you not imagine playing it another way at that point? I could still see myself playing it in a different way. One thing, you know, things I disliked right away, the touch controls are not as precise as I want them to be. It wasn't a major buzzkill like I thought it was going to be because when I think of touch controls... And- uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off right there for a second, though. Because So I actually didn't... I had that as a gripe, but I feel like I've been talking about lag or delay a lot in games recently, and so I wasn't going to bring it up until I heard you say it. I'm glad I, I wasn't the only one that noticed that. There is a slight delay. It, I, I don't think it's a delay. I think it's just when you're trying to do so many commands at once... Your finger is not the best solution for that. I'm sure there's a stylus that works for the Switch. I just didn't have one, and I didn't think about it. I I did notice it from time to time, depending especially on what type of pin I was using. Think whatever pin you have equipped, that's the skill you're going to be able to use. If you're wondering what pin means, think about those as your arts or your special skills or your magic. And the food system as well, I thought that was a little obtuse. I did get it towards the end, but being able to eat and how that buffs and stuff works. But honestly, that's it. Obviously, you can tell I love the game, but (laughs) there's a small dipping point in the story as well, but that is circumvented pretty quickly as well. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Which we may or may not talk about. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I've already complained about it, but I actually kind of just want to hear your thoughts on this. So... I talked about the fact that you're reading lots of text in this game, especially during the scans, trying to get a whole bunch of information. While that's happening, the music is blasting in the background. There are lyrics playing. Did you have an issue with that? Did it, was it a distraction or did you just almost zone it out and just, you were able to focus on one thing at a time? You know, when you first 
asked me this question because obviously if you're new here we send each other questions i just don't know what his answers are going to be and he doesn't know what mine are i didn't really understand the correlation to what you were referring to and obviously you're talking about you're reading the visual novel parts or the characters mm-hmm. interacting with each other or Neko talking to himself in his head, which he does a lot in this game. Yeah. And then you're hearing the lyrics. Well, <laughs> for an example, right now I'm listening to the OST on my headphones while I'm talking to you. I do this all the time. You know what? I was just thinking this may be right here. A sign. I'm literally sitting here recording in silence while listening to you <laughs> and you have music playing yeah. while you're doing the podcast. That might just signify the difference between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> and I read with music. I'll write with music. Sometimes even when I'm reading, I have a song on that has lyrics in it. So I, it doesn't really bug me at all. You can read while listening to a song with lyrics? Oh, yeah. Wow. There's a song by Digital Summer. I can't remember what it is, but I listened to an entire book with one song on repeat. Oh, my goodness. There's a... And it was voiced. So I can do that. I don't know. Who was, I, I don't even remember the last time I've heard anyone say Digital Summer. I don't remember yeah. the last time. <laughs> they had some good music, good albums. I th- you know, I actually had a song of theirs on my MySpace back in the day. Nice. <laughs> I'm probably in the minority of listening to vocals while reading, while writing, whatever. I know a lot of people, like you just said, you're listening in silence. I think people write in silence a lot of times. I think people read in silence a lot of times. I mean, generally, a lot of times I listen to just instrumentals when I read or write, but it's not always the case. I think also because maybe there's always just so much going on inside my head that it isn't a problem. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My brain has so many you know thoughts what? firing and scenarios I'm dreaming up as it just works, I guess. You know, part of me wonders too, and uh, you, you, I mean, you're okay. I think you're okay with me saying this. You have tinnitus, right? That's something you deal with? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I want, or okay, well, you have a, like a ringing in your ear that's pretty constant. Yeah, I don't notice it all the time anymore. But that, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if that has helped you really get good at tuning down background noises while focusing on other things. Nah, because I used to read and write before I had it. Oh, okay. I, of course, I read and write before I had it, but I used to read <laughs> while listening to music and write while listening to music. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I was giving it a shot. Yeah. I'm just hip and ready for this game, apparently. Okay. Well, so then clearly because I I didn't play it long enough to really get a really good feel on the story as a whole. I got the general gist of, you know, how the Reapers are kind of set up and they're kind of, you can definitely tell they're used as walls to kind of get into, you have to get through them to kind of get past and go to new points and stuff like that. Yeah. what is your thought, I guess, I don't know if you want to spoil too much or if you feel like it. What's your thought overall on the story? Like, is that, like, its strongest point? Would you like the music more, graphics, the gameplay? Where are you at with this? I do generally enjoy the story. I was definitely confused by the ending, which uh, obviously we're not going to talk about that here. I feel like for this one, I'm not going to spoil it, even though you're probably not going to play this game again, but who you know. knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think it does a good job of making you want to go to the next week next day whatever it is and i feel like mainly that is from a character driven perspective the overall arching story is pretty unique and interesting Mm. i wouldn't say it's like the best story i've ever played or anything like that but there was enough to keep me intrigued to go to the next one and the dip that happens is in after you finish, so this game is set up by days. You have seven days to find the Reaper boss or else you're not going to, 
Oh, well, this is not a spoiler. Uh, very, very light spoilers. You're dead in this game, and you have to get back to the real... Uh, so you're in the underground. To get back into the real world, you have to get to the end of the week. And at the beginning of the second week, you you swap partners for reasons. I'm not going to say here. And I feel like it kind of went down a little bit, but then it instantly went back up. Okay. Not instantly. It took a little while, but I felt like the grind of week two in this game becomes a little samey as week one. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do a whole nother, you know, like four or five chapters of this stuff, but it changes up enough that I was like, all right, we're good. And I really like the characters in this. And like my intro said, we have some heartwarming heartstring moments, you know, and I'm sad boy for that stuff. So, well, and so that was going to be my next kind of jump off point for you was so the way that you're talking about the story is like, yeah, with the dip being there, the gameplay story characters and stuff like that, that was enough to kind of get you through those moments then? Yeah, I would say the pin system specifically, my way of analogy is it's kind of like Pokemon in a way because the more you use a pin, it's going to upgrade and evolve. And it's either going to evolve into something cooler and more useful or it's going to be something maybe just going to get stronger or you're going to be able to recharge it quicker so you can use it more often. And there was enough variety in there that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, no, you, you took the words. I was actually, the next thing I was going to ask was, so I got a Pokemon vibe from the pens. Is that incorrect or correct? But okay, I feel <laughs> yeah, good there. That's totally correct, <laughs> which is cool. I like that. What I like about it, too, is the pins work differently on how you utilize the touchscreen, which I think is very cool because now you have different things that I'm going to be doing. So, for instance, you'll have a move where you swipe across your main character and he'll start doing a melee attack. Well, then another one, you tap an enemy and you're going to shoot out these orbs at them. My One of my favorite pins is you draw across the screen and it makes these chains. And so they, you know, the enemies will then run into the chains and take damage or you swipe across on them and the chain just does like damage, 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 damage because they get stuck in an animation on the chain. Oh, it's beautiful. I used that basically the entire game. It was great. I did notice early on for me even there was a couple points where I could string a, a kind of a chain attack together and there was a, a slight bit <laughs> the closest to a positive i would give is there's a a slight bit of like i kind of was like i kind of like that that was satisfying but it didn't happen enough for me yeah oh <laughs> i feel like it opens up the more because in the beginning i felt a little slow i didn't really know what to do but you gain pins quickly enough and you can go buy other pins that you can experiment really quickly and figure out which ones you want to do mm. And then you can start setting up, you know, different loadouts. All right, well, this is for if I want to play more defensive or more offensive, or if I want to have a healing pin on me at all times, well, let's put that in there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like there was enough. I mean, I didn't, you can master also your pins and I, of course, wanted to do that, but I've eventually just stuck with the pins that I like towards the end game. Uh, is there a good enough variety in pins? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Is there a lot? I mean, okay. Okay. Did, so how many did you end up mastering? Well, we're going to jump to my little quick bits. Hold on. Of course, I should have known every time there is anything number or collection related, I should remember that's probably in the quick bits section. <laughs> You're correct. So I'll jump on to this one real quick. So my pin mastery was only 8.6%. Oh, holy crap. It's pretty low. In 16 hours? Yeah. In 16 hours? Wow. So, so that shows you my play style for this particular game. I, when I found a pin that I really love to use, well, I just I just kept with it. That was my thing. I don't think that's wrong with it. I, I experimented a lot, but I didn't master most of my pins. Do you want to give us a list of your like favorite pens? 
the chain attack one. I can't remember any of the names off the top of my head right now, but <laughs> the, the one that creates the chains across, you have this one where you, if you slash up on an enemy, you like teleport to them and kick them up in the air. Super cool. And then I have this, uh, oh, this one that it sends orbs out and they bounce off the wall. So they keep doing damage over and over again. I love stuff that stays on the field a lot longer. Mm, okay. Kind of like the, uh, Almost like, what is it called? What are they called? Dots or like damage over time type things yeah, where they keep doing damage. Yeah. No, no, no. DPS is different than DOT. Yeah. And also, oh yeah, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> and then I like basically where my moves cover more than an area versus targeting one specific enemy. I usually have my pin set up where most of them are that. I maybe have one protection, one a healing, and then one that does direct damage to one character. So I'm all about the acronyms, apparently, this uh, episode. So that's AOE. That's area of effect damage then. <laughs> yeah. It, sort of. <laughs> I would say it's not an AOE just because when you think AOE, you think of one continuous thing, right? These are, for the most part, these things are set in their own little spots or they're moving oh, around gotcha. playing okay. field. Playing field. Gotcha. Fight field. Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> That was for you, brother, Kevin. <laughs> so do you like the hand-drawn sprites? Because I think they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> you think they're the best? <laughs> yeah, dude. They're timeless. I, I feel like how many times... Someone's going to have to eventually go back and listen to our episodes and see how many times you've said something is simply the best. <laughs> like, there, there's a lot, a lot of things. I got, I got a lot of love to go around, okay? Uh... Yeah, no, again, that's really the quality. Other than the OST, I keep kind of going back to it. The All the graphics, the animation, I'd even say like the way the menu systems look, I thought were, weren't even that bad in this game. They weren't that cumbersome. The characters themselves, the, the different during battles, I had no complaints there whatsoever. And again, it, it almost gave me a little bit of a maybe a little bit of an old school or like Final Fantasy-esque look from like the start until you needed to use the stupid touch controls. <laughs> well, again, you can't replicate the same battle system from the DS. So they had to, you know, craft their own thing. I think this is about as close as you can get and I'm happy with it. Obviously, I would recommend if you have the Switch or if you had to pick between the Switch and the DS version, I don't know. It's up to you. Pick whichever one you want to pick. Well, also... Because I have a, th if, okay, here's a better way. If you had a normal DS, I don't know if I'd say that, but if you have the XL version, uh, that would probably look pretty nice. Okay, so in th that seemed to be the hot button topic that I heard, because there was a lot of people that were arguing, saying the dual screen is what made it really, really good. And then other people said they couldn't focus because of the two, the dual screen. So did you like playing it on the single screen? I mean, clearly it sounds like you like playing it on the Switch better. Yeah, I mean, now here's the thing. Maybe a, lo a lot of my taste in gaming, I have to be in the right mood for it. And uh, when the mood strikes me, I usually devour the game or I'll just bounce out here and there. I mean, uh, I I'm the same way. I think it just happens less. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like... When I tried the DS version, I just was not feeling it. So maybe if I went back to it now, I would enjoy it even more. But mm. it, I dropped off that one. I did not drop off this one. So Okay. Very good. Uh, did you have any more of your quick bits there? Yeah, but we'll get there. Okay. Mike, I would love you to give me a band that you would like to see write music for this game. Again, you love the OST. Who do you think could do it right? You have a plethora of different 
styles of music you listen to. So I'd be curious what your answer is here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well, one thing, <laughs> one thing, honestly, I don't think I listen. I, my, yes, my music taste is decently broad. I would say I don't really listen to music like this. So I don't have an immediate stand in. I, I do love this soundtrack. It's uh. I think I'll listen to it outside playing, actually, I think. But it's just not what I... It's not my rotation. It could be somebody who plays good music. Just, like, loud music or something like that, too. All right, this seems like an easy jump, because we talked about it earlier, and it's going to come up this time, but the I would say Lynn. And she is the one that did the vocals for Last Surprise on Persona 5 soundtrack, amongst other ones. She's got great range. She's more soul-like, I would say, which isn't the total vibe of this game. This is more hip-hop and poppy K-pop. Um, but I bet she could make it work, and it would be excellent. <laughs> you took this so much more seriously than I thought you were going to. Like You literally took someone from the video game industry and applied <laughs> yeah. it on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it almost just works. They both, play they both take place in Tokyo. <laughs> Merge. Well, for... For my just complete random, I'm going British. I, I went Royal Blood because they have so much unique sound and craziness. I just think, it, and he has a unique voice. I think it would be actually really funny to hear them try something like this. And that, that is something to hear. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going with my pick. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm sure yours would be way better. Way more experience. Okay, get back to your quick bits. I want to hear the rest of it. Okay. So I died 13 times in this game. I was level yeah, 40. Sure I, more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was level 41 when I finished it. I collected 29.7% of the items. I defeated 69.5% of the noise, which is the name of the enemies in this game. We already talked about my pin mastery. I think, by, by the way, shout out. That's a really cool name for enemies. I really like that. Yeah, it's pretty solid. And it makes sense because Neko wears these giant headphones. Yep. What do you know? It's clever. It's clever. There is a character in this game that has a blog called F Everything Blog, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my opinions for this game. <laughs> uh, we talked about the slow pacing in week two. Week three's pacing is lovely. Oh, God. Uh, there's another week after two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Beat's personality. We talked about beating right. Uh, Beaten rhyme, yeah. Uh, he he's like this macho guy with a blonde hair. Uh, he's got a beanie on. Really cool design. He's macho, but he's so worried about how he appears, and just kind of like people's perception of him. It's it's great. Okay. I did mess around with the new day, which is um, what the final remix added to this game. But it was kind of weird, and everyone is acting all different, so they didn't fit the mold of what their characters were before. So I think it's this weird free-for-all type of thing. Apparently, there's another new character in there that may or may not have impact on the sequel. So I'll probably watch a quick playthrough before I begin the sequel, which is Neo, The World Ends With You. Okay, and so... The <laughs> So then you took my final question. I was waiting for you to get done with your quick bits. I was going to say, like, so th does this game make you want to play Neo? But clearly you just answered that one. So, yes, I, I do. I have not done it because I know it is quite larger. Like, it's a bigger yeah. game. And I don't know if I'm ready. I, we've talked about this before. I get weird when I'm trying to play through a bunch in the series. Sometimes I want to immediately devour it. And sometimes I need to take a break, come back to it again. 
spread it out a little bit. I, I've heard that it didn't do very well sales-wise, unfortunately. Which is a bummer, because I don't think the first one did very good on the yeah. sales either. So, Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but you know, again, Square Enix is weird sometimes. Like, they came out, we've talked about this, Persona 5 like did a celebration when they did like a million copies. It's like, all right, so if a game sells like 500,000 copies, just have your expectations lower. It's okay. You gotta, you gotta have half a celebration. You know, me and you just brought this up though the other day. Square Enix is in like a almost a new rise in like they're just they are green lighting so much stuff right now and it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, probably those games are not going to sell that great or they're not going to be Oh, no, no, no. Pantheon, but it doesn't matter cuz we have this game and it came back. So hopefully <laughs> go buy it <laughs> for once and then those sales go up. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, if you like everything like I do, I don't love everything, actually, as you've noticed from this season specifically, actually. That's a good point, yeah. But I, I think you'll enjoy this game. And again, I do think this is a, probably a good starting point to a action JRPG. You know, a lot of people say the Tales of series. This has some similarities where in Tales of, you upgrade your arts by using them over and over again. Well, you upgrade your pins in this one by using it over and over again. So there's a lot. there's some similarities there. This is not going to be as over-the-top anime this is a different type of style anime i would say all right mike i can tell you're kind of debating on whether or not you want to jump into the story spoilers or not how you feeling here do you want to do a quick version do you want to yeah we're gonna do hey no i got an idea give us your quick bit spoiler section (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do so spoiler warning but before we do get into spoiler section i do recommend Give it a shot. It's probably cheaper now, which would be... I hope it's cheaper now. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be. It came out a while ago, but that switch tax. Woo-hoo. Yes. I think you remember, just because you don't like to play on touchscreen, there is the TV, which I heard is very hard to control, but maybe you'll master that and you'll be fine. But I think this game is definitely... I, I might have to give that a try. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'd love that then. Who knows? You can play it co-op too, so didn't know that, but I saw the setting in there, so there you go. I do think it's worth your time. Larry does not, but... Get out of here if you don't want to listen to spoilers or just skip to the very end where we have our closing thoughts. But here we go. Bullet point story stuff. First thing, I love how stacked the deck is against our heroes. It does seem very, very hopeless. Uh, One thing, the main character that you first get is Shiki, and she gave up her appearance so she could look like her friend because she has self-conscious issues. And I actually think they approached this pretty well in this game. Surprisingly well told. Um through a single scene just one scene we're at the pretty much the end of week one and i was like all right that's cool Mm. you know it's a little heavy hitter stuff and uh shiki becomes your sacrifice for the next game so the there's weight added to it so how it goes is when you go into this the reapers game you have to give up your most cherished thing whether it's a memory somebody you love whatever it is so you're now you become very close with Shiki, but you have to go back for week two. And there you go. Now you're partnered with your killer, the guy who killed you to get into this game. That Josh, <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's the one that uh, killed you. But he actually protected you from the true killer show. He's this math crazy dude who just spits algorithms at you it's super weird i love it though okay wait, wait. so one question i have real quick then does your character know that's the guy that killed you or does the player know that's the guy that killed you and it turns out to be wrong you slowly start figuring out revealing that okay there's something up with this josh kid 
And then you're then when you're realizing that, oh, he's my killer, then you realize that the memory is kind of flipped. Because so from okay. your perspective, you start gaining your memories back and you see him holding a gun, but he's actually holding a gun to shoot the guy behind you. So it's oh, kind of cool. clever. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. The beaten rhyme death reveal in the true world, you know, because now we're in the underground, is pretty mm-hmm. rough, but it, it's really good. So basically, I forget which one it is. R- yeah, rhyme. Rhyme is the sister, and he couldn't save her from uh, getting hit by a car, which is pretty interesting. So, uh, Oof. and he looked up to his sister for being like more academic, smart, and because he has this thing where he's kind of this, you know, he's this almost like this gangster kind of persona. And his payment for the game, and this is Rhyme's love and memories. So she no longer knows who he is, and he still does. And in week one, Rhyme saves him without even knowing who she, who he really is to her, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. Clever. Uh, I guess real quick question then too. Like, how many weeks are there? Four. There is four. Okay. I believe. Makes sense. Maybe it's only one three. month. Oh yeah. I think it. Yeah. My, my, well, honestly, I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I think week four is like very shortened though. Gotcha. But this is where I got a little confused. Josh is actually the bad guy. He is the composer of this world and he's trying to control Shibuya completely. Uh, Neku fights him and loses, which is interesting. Hmm. But you're spared because Josh respects you, I guess, for some weird reason. He's like this omnipotent guy who created this world and... He's trying to test out the worth of humanity is what I kind of figured out from it. Kind of confused, but... That's kind of clever, though. I actually kind of like that. That's unique. It's different. And obviously, you still you battle all the Reaper people, and but you know this is the guy that's pulling the strings or whatever. And at the very end, you wake up in the real world with Beaten Rhyme, and you, re- you meet up with the real Shiki, and you get to see her actual character model. And then it ends. Spoilers done. So the world ends with you. It does. That line is in the game, too. It's pretty awesome. Is it used towards the end or no? I don't think so. I think it's somewhere in the middle somewhere with this cool coffee shop owner. All right. Well, if you want to hear why I just asked that right at the very end, go back into the spoilers to pay attention. (laughs) So there you have it. That is The World Ends With You. Larry, what's your final verdict? Is it worth your time? I, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to just hate on games to hit on them, but there is literally no reason I would ever go back to this game. I, yeah, no. And I love this game. So again, we are opposite <laughs> on the table here. One yes and one no. But you know, who are you going to side with? The younger hip man that can, you know, actually understand things while other things are being talked about in the background? It's going to come down to an age thing, isn't it? <laughs> Give me all your love. The song is playing. Give me all your love. The battle themes in this game are freaking phenomenal. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. No, literally, that yeah was about as much enthusiasm I have left for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it up. The world ends with you. So you should play because there is nothing really like it. Like my opening said. It takes a bit getting used to, but honestly, at least one of us brothers thinks this is worth your time. Plus, a JRPG you can finish in under 20 hours? Now that is a nice treat. Hopefully, this series doesn't end with you. (laughs) 